Too many sweethearts. Yeah. 2016. Uh. Well, shall we count it down? <coughs> All right, who's chewing on the mint? Me. <laughs> don't do it in the mic. Okay. Clunk, clunk. <laughs> uh, we don't do a countdown. I do a countdown. Oh, okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Look at them, madam. Have you ever in your entire life seen anything so beautiful? I'm sorry, I don't know anything about stamps. Oh. This is the gentle art of philately, otherwise known as stamp collecting. Here's a pile of stamps carefully culled from swap meets and garage sales. Rupert, what are you thinking of? Oh, I was just thinking of all the years I've wasted collecting stamps. Oh, like stamp collecting. Now, that's all right. That's quite a nice hobby, that. Yeah, but it's not enough. Don't you understand? I'm lonely. I'm so terribly lonely. All right, Homer. You beat those stamp Nazis with good old-fashioned American complaining. Oh, if it weren't for you, we'd be at the mercy of weekend philatelists. You know, why didn't you just say stamp collectors? Because I'm tired of dumbing myself down for you. From Spain and two from Japan. I got a couple from Israel and Azerbaijan. I got a plenty from Poland, but none from Sudan. or from Fiji or Uzbekistan. Stamp collecting happens when we dream together. Live from the broadcast booth at the Olympic Stadium in Sochi, Russia, unfortunately the Olympics are in Korea, this is the award-winning Stamp Show here today, episode number 160. I'm Cash. I used to collect Olympic stamps, but I had to give it up. Steroids. I started collecting cartoon characters on stamps. My foghorn leghorn stamp tried to incinerate my Norwegian hockey team stamp. That is an obvious penalty which will get you put into the penalty box. It's also attempted murder. I'm Scott. Congratulations to the Olympic Committee for inventing different ways to slide down a mountain. And this is Mark. I've passed my urine test, so you can now see me in the downhill. This is Tom. Let's see who can go downhill the fastest. California, you win. <laughs> and I'm your stamp mistress, Dawn, and I'm starting my training for the nest. For the nest? For the nest, yes. Uh-oh. I'm going for- Uh-oh, no. Kaz, you're in trouble. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. That ship has sailed. That was a Freudian slip. How many Freudians does it take to screw in a light bulb? Two, one for the penis. I mean, excuse me. And I am your stamp mistress, Dawn, and I'm starting my training for the next Winter Olympics. I am all about the luge. So get out your Adobe Acrobat Reader because today we discuss the Hunger Games. I I mean the uh, Winter Olympics. A new stamp series was unveiled in 1932, designed as a quote, spotlight on the sports, athletes, and host cities that carry the torch for global unity, unquote. Well, that's a mouthful. Yes, it is. The 1932 Lake Placid Winter Olympic stamp 
marked the third time the Winter Games were held and the first time the event was held in the U.S. And the first time it was held in Lake Placid. Yes, because it was held again in Lake Placid. In 1980. Mm-hmm. The Lake Placid Chamber of Commerce asked the village postmaster to suggest a commemorative stamp for the event. A New York congressman helped persuade reluctant officials, and the stamp was approved. The two-cent Winter Olympic Games stamp was issued just days before the opening ceremony and sold only in Lake Placid in Washington, D.C. Demand for the stamp was heavy from the moment the Lake Placid Post Office opened at 7 a.m. until mid-morning when its entire supply of 400,000 stamps was exhausted. State police were called in to control the crowd. Because of unruly stamp collectors, obviously. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. I've seen police called for unruly pin collectors, so why not? Yeah, why not? Postal officials were soon embarrassed to learn the stamp design contained an error. Ski jumpers don't use poles. That guy's supposed to be a ski jumper? (laughs) The athlete pictured on the two-cent stamp is clearly grasping a pair as he flies midair. I thought he was just doing downhill. I thought it was like like a super G or something when they go over those jumps. Yeah, I figured it was an alpine event where he was just, you know, caught some air. I didn't figure he was he, doing ski jumping. Yeah. He, he doesn't look like he's in a ski jumping position. Those guys usually, their yeah. skis are like touching their nose. Yeah. yeah. He looks like he's just generally cruising. cruising yeah. Nope. Other other than the, I, den- I deny that comment totally. I, that yeah. guy can't be ski jumping. Also, Scott, there's a variety on this stamp, isn't there? There is. It's a snowball, and it's a little red dot out in front of the skier. Very elusive. Very, very elusive variety. So that's why he's standing up. Somebody threw a snowball at him. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently. Later in 1932, the U.S. Post Office issued Olympic stamps for the Los Angeles Games. But that is another story. So they issued... The Olympic stamp was after the Winter Olympic stamp, so the Winter Olympic stamp came close, or came first. It's interesting. U.S. number 1146 commemorates the 1960 Winter Olympics held in Squaw Valley, California. All covers are postmarked Olympic Valley, California, which was a station for the Tahoe City Post Office. The station had been established specifically to handle visitors to the Olympic Games. In an earlier version of the 1980 Miracle on Ice, the U.S. men's hockey team upset gold medal favorite Canada, the Soviet Union, and Czechoslovakia to win the gold medal. Another highlight of the Games was Norwegian skater Knut Johansson, who broke the world record in the 10,000-meter race. Knut Johansson, also co-inventor of the tube sock. Mm. And the Wankel know, rotor engine. You, you need <laughs> nice warm tube socks up there in Scandinavia. So we uh, issued a commemorative from 1932, and then the next one was in 1960. Eh. Well, it, it's sort of interesting because I didn't realize how kind of seldom the U.S. issued Winter Olympic stamps. Well, nowadays, nowadays a lot of times we don't issue Olympic stamps because the Olympic Committee requires you to pay them a donation. That's what I was wondering. To get the Olymp- that's Olympic what logo. I was, that's what I was wondering. And and so you can't issue uh, a stamp with the Olympic logo on it 
i.e. the rings, unless you have their, unless you donate money to them. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. the Postal Service refuses to pay for the copyright for the Olympic rings. I can't blame them. And so they'll issue a sports stamp with some related event, but they won't put the Olympic rings on it, and therefore they don't have to pay the IOC. Mm. Remember the old NBC thing? I think it was you know, the thrill of victory, the agony of defeat. Oh, the yeah. agony of defeat was the dude rolling horribly down the hill. scaling, horribly <laughs> failing on the ski jump. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe the post office should put that out as the Winter Olympic stand. <laughs> here, you don't. Here, you don't want us to pay. You, you want us to pay for the rings here. It, have it, this. It, it should be their first lenticular stamp. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah, a 3D sort of, hey, look at that, C- crash. Watching people fail is like the, you know, the internet king nowadays, so. Oh, yeah. Why not have a stamp to commemorate it? Mm-hmm. In 1972, the U.S. issued two stamps for the Sapporo Japan Winter Olympic Games. The stamp shows bobsled racing originally tobogganers added runners to their sleds to increase speed and they banked the course to add excitement and failed i'm not excited about this i'm not excited about those stamps they're just hideous yeah I they hate are. those stamps mm-hmm. although the oh. six center i always look because the six center has the broken ring yes it's a it's a plate flaw on he, one specific plate yep cool. and uh that that was one of the few sets where the u.s issued a uh, a set of four stamps where three of them are in the postage section and one is in the airmail section. Yeah. And uh, a lot of countries issue mixed sets like that, but that was one of the few that the U.S. did. And also it was interesting because they were all sort of issued at the same time. So you had the Summer Olympics and the Winter Olympics, which back then were in the same year. Right. Uh all issued together instead of like the winter one coming out in January and the summer one coming out in July. Someone in this room recently acquired the broken ring Olympic stamp. Oh yes. Who, who was that? That would be me. I was <laughs> I was going through a I was going through a stock book of stuff that I'd gotten somewhere and uh, just I just randomly going through the postage part and I go, Ooh, hey, there's there's the broken ring. Yeah. <laughs> and so I said I wonder what they're going for on eBay. So I went up on eBay and I'm looking and the sheets are going for around $15 with the with the broken ring variety, $15, $20. So it's a $3 face and they're getting 15 bucks for it. Yeah. And uh, I, I found this guy who, uh, and if they identify the sheet, yeah. then they get even more. Mm. But the single stamps are going for 15 bucks. And uh, I that's found more th- than I expected. I found this guy who was selling the sheet and he didn't have it marked. And I go, okay. And I, I clicked buy it now. And two days later, when I went back to check to see the status, if it had shipped, I was like, oh crap, I think he's using a representative oh. uh, image. But when it got here, it was the right sheet. So oh, good. Uh, I was happy. It was 1695 through 98, the 1976 Olympic Games. This block of four stamps commemorates the 12th Winter Olympic Games at Innsbruck, Austria, and the 21st Olympiad held in Montreal, Canada. And that's interesting. I, I didn't notice they, again, had the summer and the winter on the same one because they all sort of look like winter. Except yeah, for the person diving into the pool. Except for the person mm-hmm. diving into the pool, yeah. And, and, and the other person running. 
Well, you that could be like skating or well it could be something that's an error they forgot to put the hockey stick in yeah there you go there Mm -hmm. you go u.s number 1795 through 98 the 13th winter games this block of four was the final issue honoring the 1980 winter olympics most americans best remember the games for the u.s hockey team's gold medal performance and the fact that we didn't participate in the summer olympics was that 80 or 84 that was 80 that was 80 yeah so we had a, a winter Olympic stamp, but not a summer Olympic stamp. U.S. number 2067 through 70, Winter Olympic Games. This set of four stamps was issued in honor of the athletes competing in the 1984 Winter Olympic Games. Uh, duh. Yes. Well, what, what you don't have here are all the airmail stamps for the Summer Olympic Games in 1984. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this is Winter Olympic time, so Summer Olympics can go screw themselves. Well, that's not very nice. I know. And it's not an Olympic event. <laughs> if he had his way. <laughs> I think stamp collecting should be an Olympic event. Uh, only at the start of the show when people are all <laughs> running for a certain booth. <laughs> There were no 1996 games. The Winter Olympics were moved to between the real Olympics, so next Winter Olympics was in 1998. The 1998 Winter Olympics were held in Japan and were the first games to host more than 2,000 athletes. Was that in Nagano? (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for somebody to do that. I believe you're right. (laughs) How about that? In 1998, the USA did not issue a Winter Olympic stamp. They did issue a skiing stamp in January, but it made no reference to the games. That is when uh, the IOC just started charging for use of the Olympic logo. Hmm. Which is why there are no Olympic rings on that stamp. Yep. Mm -hmm. In 2002, they again issued a Winter Olympic stamp, a block of four again with snowboarding, figure skating, ice hockey, and skiing. Yeah, I had never seen this. I, I, I've i looked at lots of postage. I had never seen this stamp before. I thought, wow, that's interesting. Really? It's, yeah. uh, it's unusual to find them used, that's for sure. Um, but I recall buying that at the post office, or through the mail anyway. It's an odd-looking stamp. looks more like a technology stamp. It does. Yeah. But, you know, you have computer design that goes into some of these courses, the luge course and yeah. the, and the uh, some of the ski courses. Oh, yeah. It's kind of weird. 2006 Winter Olympic stamp again shows skiing. Now, see, here here they're paying for the logo. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which, which is odd because, you know, they, they took that stand the one year and then caved? 2000, yeah, 2006. 2010. It's on, it's on like the it. ones from 2002 as well. I don't like the 2006 one. It's kind of cartoony. Yeah. Well, the 2010 one, absolutely. You could take the Olympic logo it's, off. It's better than the 72 ones. Yeah. Uh-huh. That one's like an extreme sports one that looks good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's snowboarding. Yep. Well, it's like the history of hockey stamp that we issued with Canada, 
mm-hmm. this year or last year. I mean, yeah, this is the Winter Olympics time, but there's no Olympic logo on either one of those. Nope. So was it just a coincidence that it was issued? Oh, I don't think it was a coincidence at all. What years were they issued? What what years were are covered here? 1932, 1960, 1972 to 1994, and then 2002 to 2010 because in 2014 and this year again, no winter Olympic stamp. So from 1972 to 1994, they issued them, and then they Yes. Yeah. Interesting. And the fir- that first year, the Postal Service didn't pay. And then again in 2006, they didn't pay. And obviously in 2016, they or 2018, they didn't pay because we right. don't have one now. Right. We have the history of hockey, but again, no, nothing for uh, Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. Have we ever issued a FIFA stamp? Uh don't think so. I don't think so either. Mm-mm. I don't recall one being in Celebrate the Century. I mean, we put out some soccer stamps. Right. Yes. But that's not our sport. Yeah, that's true. It's becoming more our sport with yeah. the influx of uh, immigration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's a good sport. I mean, you can sit there and, you know, for an hour you can watch people practice. <laughs> and maybe somebody will score a goal. Nah, that never happens. Although uh, Lloyd yesterday, who is a big hockey fan, he showed me a game, and I forget where it was, but it it was just recent. The score was like twenty four to thirty two, and it's like, is that a uh, soccer? And he goes, Yeah. And you go, How the hell did somebody score fifty six points? You know, running back and forth, they, they must have like no goalies. <laughs> That could be. Well, anyway. Stamp show here today. Stamp show here today. Stamp collecting happens when we dream together. Hey, Don. Yes. Happy Valentine's Day. Well, happy Valentine's Day, Scott. Happy Valentine's Day, Don. Happy Valentine's Day, Cash. So since it's Valentine's Day, how about we talk about love stamps? Let's do that. Beginning in 1973, the United States Post Office has issued on a sporadic basis, the love stamp, featuring a new design and theme for the year. In the light of the holiday, let's take a look back at the changing design taste and approaches to the art of postage. Well, first of all, that stamp with the calligraphy forever, which doesn't look like forever, it looks like live. Um, that's a terrible looking stamp. I agree. Yeah, I'm not a fan. It's just not attractive. I mean, if you did That says it was 2015. It does. Yeah, 2015, 2016. It went, it went over yes, the... But this is 2018. Where's the new one, Cash? Oh, where is the new one? What's the new stamp? What's the new love stamp? I don't know. There was the one that was skywriting. Oh, yeah, the skywriting one. But I'm not sure if that's the newest. Yeah. Well, what's your favorite love stamp? Mine's the one with the puppy. Yeah, I like the one with the puppy. Yeah, what year was that issued? That's the uh, love stamp from 1986, and it has a little drawing of a little puppy dog. 
because mm-hmm. Scott just got a new puppy dog. Oh yeah, there, there you got it. You have two of them uh, that are for sale right now. You have the Skywriting Love Stamp, and is that one an envelope? Is that in printing, printed envelope or is that a stamp? Uh, no, that's like a Zazzle. Oh, no, okay. the, the the one that I have highlighted highlighted in the middle is the right the stamp. Oh, that is a stamp. That is a stamp. That's a nice looking stamp. It's love, yeah. love with a bunch of flowers. Flowers. Yeah, with a bu- bunch of flowers. Still they look, not my. They look, they look very stenciled. Yeah, not my favorite. My favorite is the uh, King and Queen of Hearts. Well, of course of it is. Of course. I'm all about the playing cards. Mine is the Hershey's Kiss love stamp. Ah, yeah, that's although, a cool one. That's cute. Although the USPS really missed the boat by not making it scratch and sniff. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. Because cool. uh, Switzerland put out a scratch and sniff chocolate one. Yeah, that was a number of years ago. Yeah. Now here, I wonder if Hershey's paid the post office or the post office paid Hershey's or something. Because it really doesn't have Hershey's on it. It just says kisses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you got to know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Who, who else makes Hershey kisses? It's like Kleenex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you, Tom? What do you like, Tom? What are you feeling love for? <laughs> They've had some pretty... I'm, I'm, I'm looking. I... They've had some pretty impressionistic stamps over the years. I'm, you know, I'm not a f- fan of, of a lot of them. Uh, the Candy Hearts love stamp brings to mind the controversy between Brax and Nico. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do I have to pick one? You have to pick one. This is love is in the air here. Oh, boy. What about the die cuts from 1999? Those are cool. Those are cool. Yeah, I like the die cuts. I can say the ones I don't like. Are I like the, the 55 cent one better than the two ounce one. Now, in recent years, they've issued a one ounce and a two ounce, and uh, they're specific, specifically targeting uh, wedding invitations, mm-hmm. where yes, the, where the two so. ounce goes out with the invitation and the one ounce is the RSVP. Yep. So a lot of these uh, more recent issues will have two two different stamps with slightly different designs, usually a similar theme. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I I just find it interesting that they're targeting wedding parties and, and invitations like that. Well, that was the big thing about the uh, forged uh, rose stamp. Well, not only was the rose, but the love stamp seems to be a popular target for the forgeries that we have seen in the last year or so mm-hmm. awful don is showing me the uh globe that's shaped like the heart we can uh ship that off to the school students and uh teach them the uh, shape of the planet right no well so as we i, I guess if you're gonna force me to pick i'm gonna have to go with the garden of love set of what is that 10 garden of love which one is that 2011 because they're all different. Oh, that one. No. It's 10 oh. pictures of flowers that But they're not all pictures of flowers. Yeah, there's one's a, a strawberry. And there's two doves, one's a strawberry, it's shaped like a heart. That's another one I've never seen. I have never seen that. Which one? 2010 Garden or 2011 Garden of Love. Yeah. At least that's what Cash wrote on the I script. I haven't I haven't seen too many of those. Yeah. 
obviously it isn't a barn burner for uh, popularity. Mm-mm. Are you dissing my choice? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> Some of them look like close-ups of amoebas. <laughs> right? Well, as we approach the petering out portion of the show, I would like to bring up one last thing is that tomorrow we are leaving for Arapex, so hopefully I'll uh, meet some of you listeners as you come to the show. It's uh, February 16th through 18th at the Mesa Convention Center, uh, 263 North Center Street in Mesa, Arizona. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Friday and Saturday, it's 10 to 6, and Sunday, it's 10 to 3. They charge five bucks for admission, but that's good for all three days. And let's face it, five bucks isn't that much money anyway. So, And there's free parking. And there's free parking, which is a double kicker there. Or are you really paying five bucks for parking and the show's free? Could be. Ooh. Ooh. So anybody else have anything they want to plug or say? Well, the Las Vegas stamp show is free. that's on sunday february 18th oh yeah yeah they're opposite of arapex i'm not going to be able to show up Mm -hmm. the las vegas stamp show jim 40 is going to be moving that next month so that it's not conflicting with everybody it'll be standing on its own sunday and then we'll be uh plugging away at that one you bet which also uh i want to do one where uh on the saturday before that show i want to have expertizing seminars and a small swap meet here at PSE. I mean, we have the facility for it. I would really love to have like uh, something like that go on. That'd be pretty cool. Mostly. Eh. My one day off. <laughs> well, you don't have to show up. You can well, go, go home and sleep in and stuff. And Yeah, Cash is going to give the expertizing seminar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. an expert. I can talk about... Uh, three Cent Washingtons. Yeah, I can talk about Rutherford B. Hayes uh-huh. all day. Yeah, well, you are an expert. He is the expert. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Zing. Okay, I'll accept that. Um, my last comment was um, one more thing on the love stamps. In 1982, there was uh, two perf varieties on the love stamp. Oh, what were they? Uh, one was perf 11 and a quarter by 11 and a quarter, and the other was 11 by 10 and a half. Was yeah. like one a comb and the other one line? Yes. Yeah, one looks a little yellow. I mean, it's yellower because it's a uh, also tagging variety, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, well, there are tagging varieties, yeah. yeah but I've noticed that that stamp looks kind of yellowish after a while. It can, yeah. It's, it's like that Christmas self-stick they put out way back when that just disintegrates with time. They always look yellow. They came out white and now they're... No, but uh, a lot of times on the on the early tagging issues, the tagging does turn brownish or yellowish over time if they're not stored properly. Store your stamps properly. Absolutely. Anything else from anybody? What's in the blue box? (laughs) You'll find out later. (laughs) Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Thank you for joining us. This has been Cash, Scott, Tom, and I'm your host, Dawn. Continue the conversation at Stamp Show Here Today on Facebook. You can ask us questions, see pictures of the stamps, make comments, and add to the conversation on Facebook. 
You can also ask the experts your stamp questions at bluepaperatgradingmatters.com. You can listen to all of our past podcasts at stampshowheretoday.com, podbean.com, iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast listening platform. And as always, keep collecting. This episode of Stamp Show Here Today is brought to you by the Philatelic Book of Secrets, the book that teaches you about repurse, regums, color varieties, and much more. Get yours for $10 at www.philatelicsecrets.com today. Worst episode ever. Oh, not even close. Oh my God, who the hell cares?